attendees, if you're just tuning in, just give us a minute or so to let everyone log on and then we'll get started. All right, hello everyone. I'm Rachel Zabonik-Chanko, Editor-in-Chief of Club Solutions Magazine, and welcome to our virtual thought leadership series. Today's session is sponsored by Cryo Innovation, so thank you so much to them. And yeah, we've got a really awesome panel for today's session on the topic of a really trending, uh, important topic of recovery, amenities, programming. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. And I'm gonna start by asking each of our panelists to introduce themselves and share a little bit about their businesses and a fun fact. So Ani, let's start with you. Hi there, um, thank you for having me, uh, Rachel, I appreciate this. Um, my thank name you. is Ani Maxayan. I serve as the vice president of fitness for a San Diego based chain of health clubs called Choose Fitness. Uh, we were founded um, back in 2008. And we operate um, kind of a high value, low price, medium and large box facilities throughout Southern California, um, Tucson, Albuquerque, Denver, and very soon going up, up into the Sacramento market. So we're really excited about that. Um, we're pretty well known for our um, cleanliness and even more so I would say our hospitality based um, very firmly in kindness and inclusivity. Um, and I got to tell you, I struggled with a fun fact. I mean, you're asking like a middle-aged um, water polo mom to give you a fun fact. So I'm going to give you an ironic fact. Um, where I, what I'm doing now in the fitness industry and having had, you know, several decades under my belt of group exercise and, and personal training and all of that, um, my grade school and high school PE teachers would be dumbfounded because physical education was my absolute worst subject in school. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I relate to that. So <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Jeremy. All right. Hello, everybody. And thanks for having me on, Rachel. Really appreciate it. So uh, my name is Jeremy Longwell. I uh, serve as the director of recovery for UFC gym and UFC fit. And with, with the brand, we actually uh, recognize that, uh, you know, everybody's got to fight, right? Whether it's professional, uh, personally, financially, and we're all about empowering that and fighters, that fighter spirit, uh, as well as revolutionizing the world to train different, right? So we kind of take a holistic approach to uh, health and wellness, uh, whether it be with our community, our coaching, our programming, our nutrition, supplementation, uh, and also recovery, which is becoming a, a major part of our business. So re really just kind of taking care of the entire person for, for success. Um, and then a fun fact. So um, I also struggled a little bit and I kind of uh, default to this one whenever whenever going through these type of activities, but uh, I'm actually a former uh, amateur Muay Thai kickboxer as well as boxer. And my first amateur fight uh, that was sanctioned was actually when I was 12 years old in Dublin, Ireland. Very cool. All right, no one pick yeah. a fight with Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big teddy bear, no worries. Awesome, thank you. All right, Eric. Uh, hello, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Eric Schreiman, President and CEO of Club Fitness. 
Uh, we're in St. Louis. We've got 19 locations, um, fairly large facilities, anywhere from 38 to 50,000 square feet. We're actually transitioning away from the um, high value, low cost model. Uh, at one time, we were in that model and we've transitioned and we're going upstream a little bit, um, which, is, which is new, but uh, trying to be a, a, you know, an industry leader here. Um, fun fact, uh, Club Fitness actually became uh, employee owned in 2015. So if you come to St. Louis and visit any one of our locations and you walk in and you interact with the front desk associate, or kids club associate or GM, they're not just an employee, they're actually an employee owner. So they have an overall vested interest in the success of the company. The company's successful, um, they're successful as well. So uh, pretty pretty neat um, that, we, that, we're, that we're employee owned. Yeah, very cool. And for those interested in learning more, I did a cover story in uh, Club Fit just a couple years ago. So check it out because we talk about that. It's a very interesting aspect of the business. So thanks, Eric. All right, Blake. Thanks, Rachel. Uh, Blake Mastretta, you know, happy to be here. I'm actually based out of Orange County, California. I'm one of the co-founders at Moxie Fitness, which is, you know, a boutique fitness facility. We have a couple of different types of classes. Really, our goal is to kind of have that, you know, all-in-one, one-stop fitness shop. Um, so I'm excited to kind of talk about how recovery, you know, plays a role in that. My fun fact, actually, I'm training for my fourth full marathon this year. So not quite a professional fighter, um, but excited for that this fall. <laughs> Awesome. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, EK. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm EK Navin. I've got, uh, I'm the co-founder of Regimen Fitness, which is a premium boutique studio. We've got around 30 locations. Um, we partnered with a good life in Canada roughly about a year and a half ago. So we're super excited about that. Um, during the pandemic, I pivoted a little bit and we created something called the recovery wellness spa. With that, we are a true medical medical fitness type destination or wellness destination. Um, we currently have three open. We have six more in development that will open over the course of the next two months. And we've got over another 20 coming in 2023. So fun fact is, and it's more of a story than anything else, but I've, I've always been a stubborn person. It started when I was a kid and I, I blame my childhood trauma on Jaws. So I would water ski for hours on end because I had seen Jaws 2 where the person got taken out on the water ski and I refused to fall down thinking there were sharks in the lake. So wasn't exactly the smartest kid in the world, but you know, that's, that's how it worked for me. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> All right. Great guys. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and dive in. Um, so I'm going to start with the first question, which is just, you know, why is recovery a growing industry trend? Is this something that you feel consumers are coming to expect in a fitness offering? Ani, let's start with you. Yes, yes, they are definitely expecting it. They're finally coming back. Um, the last, you know, two, two and a half years have been absolutely nuts. And we're welcoming our members um, back into the clubs and into the, into the studios. Um, and we're finding that they kind of have shifted or reorganized priorities. Right. So they're coming back, um, certainly wanting to look good and be in shape physicality um, wise, but also um, really wanting to focus on their own self-care, their overall wellness, um, kind of a, a total wellness, if you will. Um, so priority is less on the looking good, what we're seeing a little bit more on the feeling good, managing their stress, just kind of like getting their feet back under them. And um including, you know, maybe sleeping better, but, um, 
yeah, we're finding that they're coming back less focused on the physical, but, but more on the mental and emotional health. And um, we would absolutely be remiss in not providing those options to our members. Yeah, certainly. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just kind of echo some of that. I, th I think especially uh, after everything that, you know, the world's kind of been through these last couple of years, you know, the mental health side especially is is really what people have been struggling with. They're they're looking for solutions, you know, everywhere just to kind of reduce that, that stress, that anxiety, you know, even the certain levels of depression, some people. And, you know, most of these recovery modalities can help, you know, treat some of those, those symptoms, right, and, and kind of help improve uh, some of these quality of life from a mental perspective. And, and I think that, you know, whereas before you had to kind of educate people on what recovery was, people generally, you know, starting to recognize, you know, that recovery is important. They're doing their own research. So a lot of times they're actually coming in and asking for, for certain things is what I've been seeing over the last couple of years. So uh, I would say it's definitely a trend that's only going to continue to become more important uh, to, to many people out there. Yeah. Eric, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, piggyback on what Jeremy said, it really comes down to um, uh, consumer education. And, you know, you look at the, um, you know, all of the technology that is coming out, you know, you watch any major league baseball game or football and, you know, those athletes are on the sideline, they're using uh, percussion therapy. So I think consumers have a better understanding and idea of, of the importance of recovery. And so it's the holistic health approach, the, the pre, the workout, the post, uh, mental, you know, what you're putting in your body. So I think folks are more educated and, you know, it's getting to the point where it's almost expected, you know, they're, they're expecting this to be part of that overall um, health and fitness experience. And I think it's only going to continue to increase. Blake. Yeah, I think, you know, to kind of jump on the back of, you know, what everyone said so far is we're definitely seeing that increase. I really think it's really two reasons. Um, one is the science is starting to catch up with fitness. You know, I think the days of thinking like you just kind of go to the gym, you go take a protein shake, you go home and you go and repeat that process every day. We're starting to see that there's better ways to do it. And, um, you know, I think we've been reliant for a long time on the art of fitness. So personal trainers to kind of go about their own way of doing things. And the science is really catching up and we're learning that we can get a lot more out of the workouts that we're putting in. Um, the second one I would say is, you know, it's a way to set yourself apart. And I think that people are starting to catch on to that. You know, here in Southern California, my gym's about six miles from my house. And I probably passed 15 to 20 gyms on my way there. Um, we're, I believe we're the only ones that actually have the full on recovery service that we do. Um, so it's just another way to kind of set you apart there too. Yeah, great point, Blake. All right, EK. Yeah, I said this on the last webinar. I talked a lot about vanity versus vitality. And, you know, now I've kind of moved to this, this whole belief that there's going to be, there's, there's a breaking point and a tipping point. And I look at society right now, and I think a lot of people are at that breaking point because our, you know, inflation, the stress of everyday work, just the last two years have been nothing but constant change. And we all know that change manifests stress very, very badly. So I think ultimately that, our consumers now, they're, they're starting to see, you know, to echo what some of these other guys said, they're starting to see things like, you know, percussion guns on TV. If, if you watch Billions, for example, they talked about an aura ring type product, and then they're using light therapy. So we're really not far. We are at that tipping point where I think people are understanding that mental health is, is overall wellness and, you know, health is wealth type scenario. 
really ultimately people right now, again, being more stressed than they've ever been, they're looking for outlets. And when we really look at recovery as a business model, recovery reaches an entire demographic. It's not just the 20 to 25% that we know fitness reaches. There's a hundred percent reach for one reason or another. So I do think that, you know, recovery is not just a trend. It's, it's here to stay. I think it's blue ocean type business right now. And I think it's the most needed thing we've seen in fitness in the last 10 to 15 years. I mean, honestly, we own fitness, you know, we, we're a fitness franchise and we look at things like what else can you do in fitness? You, you can't make a person run on their hands on a treadmill anymore. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't just throw stuff out there. So now people are realizing I don't need to work out six and seven days a week. I need to move. And then I need to basically meditate my mind and my body. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to um, kind of reinforce everything you guys said, um, the Wall Street Journal actually had a really great article that came out came out about restorative classes and, and recovery booming at gyms. Um, so they said, you know, months of stress and sweatpants have shifted priorities for gym goers, with many saying they now care more about how they feel versus how they look. In a recent survey of 60, 16,000 Americans from MindBody reported 43% are exercising to feel better and 59% to reduce stress. So yeah, I think that's definitely echoes everything you guys said. But yeah, let's go ahead and get some examples of recovery offerings at each of your facilities and maybe what you guys are seeing consumers gravitate towards what's really popular. Ani, let's start with you. Uh, so we are moving towards recovery studios um, where we are offering uh, probably very similar to what many people are doing, um, the hydro massage um, beds and chairs, which are, I have to say, side note, absolute customer favorite. They continue to be uh, for us very popular. Um, we're doing the infrared saunas in that space. Um, we have you know the steam rooms. We have the percussive therapy um, stations with the guns and the, you know, rollers and the balls, all of that. Um, we're doing, um, which I think is kind of a, a newer trend is the compression boots. Uh, we're doing those. We have, um, small functional turf areas in those recovery, um, spaces with the foam rollers and the stretch straps and the mats and all of those wonderful things. Um, but what I, I also want to mention that we have, um, an online presence. Um, we've got, we have an online platform that we kind of created out of need, um, during the pandemic in the early stages and, and, and developed it and move forward with it. And there we're seeing, um, a lot of interest in the yoga, um, classes that that we're offering and um, in a lot of the meditation. So we have sleep meditations, we have um, just kindness meditations, all sorts of different things where people can go and, and access um, you know, that, that type of, of service. And then another thing that I'm seeing um, kind of that falls within this is even in our group exercise um, formats that people are kind of looking for a gentler perhaps approach in, in certain cases, in some cases where the cueing doesn't always have to be like, bring it, bring it all, leave it on the floor, like, you know, leave it all here, but rather honoring your, your body, honoring yourself, honoring um, what, what you are capable of or wanting to bring to the table today. So um, that's one thing that we're working with our team training coaches and group X instructors as well to be really mindful of, of the approach we're taking even within our classes and sessions. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I go to a Pilates studio and our center and balance class is like always filled and it's just stretching. So yeah, very cool. All right, Jeremy. 
Yeah. So um, in our recovery corners, we call them. So I, I mentioned a little bit ago that uh, we have you know, 22 currently open right now. Um, we started with uh, basically three main modalities um, in the what we would call more of the self-service side of things, because we also have what we call personal recovery. And I'll get into that in a second. Um, but in the, the three main modalities, it's, it's hydro massage, kind of like Ani mentioned before, um, which is one of our, you know, customer favorites. It's, it's the least intimidating probably service in that room. Um, but then we also have a great uh, relationship with, uh, Hyperice. So we do have Normatec compression therapy as well. Um, in addition to their, uh, great other product assortment with their Hyperice products and then cryotherapy, which is kind of the, the flagship product. And we kind of have a mix right now, um, of nitrogen powered cryotherapy as well as electric, um, um, as, as a company, we're, we're going the direction of electric, but we do have both options at the moment. Um, so th those are kind of more of the, like I said, the, the self-servicing. I mean, obviously, you need an operator for cryotherapy, but um, kind, kind of self-servicing types. And then we also have our personal recovery side of the business. So that's going to be more of the the scraping, the the grasping, the, the cupping, the things like that, instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization, um, which which is really great to, to have skilled professionals in our clubs out be able to offer that because we truly are able to customize and program a recovery experience to each and every single member. So we kind of look to both areas of the bucket. And then finally, I'll leave you with this one. I'm, and I'm glad Ani brought this one up because we also recently launched a virtual platform called Box Hit Live. Um, where we're going to start offering uh, recovery classes on there as well um, and also feature different uh, UFC athletes in, in some of those classes. Great. I'm already sensing some themes. So. <laughs> All right, Eric, what uh, are some recovery offerings at your gym? Yeah, very similar. You know, it's been an evolution. We started a few years ago with the Hydro Lounge, uh, evolved to uh, red light therapy, brought in uh, percussion guns as well as so percussion therapy. Uh, we now have compression therapy as well, uh, you know, self-service for our members. And then our most recent club, we are piloting a, a specific stretch and recovery studio. And this is a studio that is just one-on-one -on -one with a personal trainer and their clients. And, you know, the same modality, compression, percussion, um, massage, We've got some specialized techno gym stretching equipment in there as well. And what we've identified is we've got a lot of members and we have a small percentage of members that want personal training, but there's an untapped market of those members that, uh, you know, would have interest in a stretch and recovery session. And so that's what we're really dipping our toe into is broadening our horizons and focusing on not just clients who want personal training, but those clients who would like to go above and beyond that. So we've, you know, we've evolved in the next process is that specialized stretch and recovery studio, a little, you know, VIP experience for our, our clients. Yeah, very cool. Blake. Yeah, so kind of similar types of services that everybody else has, you know, we have the cryotherapy, um, we have red light therapy, we have the infrared sauna, um, and then we have that Normatec compression too. Um, you know, I would say for us, the big one's really been the cryo. Like the cryo is kind of the one that is kind of that flagship, um, as I believe Jeremy was saying. And it gets a lot of people involved. And what we've kind of found that's unique about having these different types of options, especially with us being a class-based facility, is we can tack on a cryo session like before or after a, um, a workout pretty easily. Obviously, they need to dry off, things like that. Um, but it doesn't take, you know, a whole extra trip for that. Um, so it's been really cool to kind of see how all this have kind of came together. And then one other thing that we actually launched pretty recently that's been really, really cool to see is the uh, sound bath meditation. Um, we have an instructor that does an amazing job with that. 
Um, we literally have our members begging us to add more class times with that to the schedule. Um, so that's been kind of fun to see too. Yeah, very unique for sure. All right, EK. We have we kind of uh, have a multi a, a multi system approach. So we have a franchise model that in that we our primary things in there are things like IV infusions. Um, we work a lot with NAD infusions for the brain fog. We're testing out peptides right now. We're testing out things like exosomes. Um, and then from there, everything we do is really outcome based. So we include other things like when we do licenses with health clubs, for example, we'll bring in cryotherapy. We'll bring in things like red light. Uh, we do strongly encourage the use of hyperbaric. Uh, that's a big one for us. Um, we also have played with dry float, which, you know, we like that because you, you obviously have wet float and dry float and two very different worlds. But when you look at scalability and ease of use, dry floats work really well for us. Um, and we're going down the path of things like PEMF therapy for cellular optimization and pain relief. We brought in the biocharger, which is photomobilization mixed with some grounding, mixed with some PEMF. And then we've taken a couple of more steps and we brought in things for body contouring, things like the M-shape, um, which is very, you know, there's a lot of different body contouring devices out there. But when you look at these things, they're more than just aesthetics. They're actually rehab. So we have a lot of LSU players that come and see us after these guys are 19 and 20 years old with three and four surgeries already sometimes. And yeah. they're coming in and we're putting the body contouring and the, the uh, NMS type systems on their quads on a lot of soft tissue injuries to help them heal. So when we go to attack this, we look at it as we have an aesthetics division, we have a overall athletic recovery, and then we have a performance slash optimization. So I think the most important thing that we're learning is every community kind of has different needs. Every Every single gym has a different mixture of members. And at the end of the day, you can have all of these modalities and make absolutely zero money and zero impact if you're not educating people and you're not doing outcome-based type materials. And in closing on that, I'll say when we started this, we thought we'd see a lot of fitness consumers navigating over to us in recovery. And we have. It really depends on, it depends on the attitude at that particular location and, and the members themselves. But what we've really, really seen a lot of are people coming in that don't work out and they're coming in saying, hey, you know, I want to try some cryo skin here for a little bit of fat loss. And we're OK with that. Again, we understand that, you know, that is aesthetic based, but we'll talk to them and say, hey, as we're losing this body fat, let's go ahead and use some lymphatic drainage technologies. Let's use some sauna technologies to detox you faster. So it really is an educational journey. But this isn't one of those things where the more you have, the better off you are. It's one of those where if you really want an outcome-based treatment for these people, you can offer it. And in closing, and the most powerful thing that, that none of us have really mentioned so far is the fact that this is instant gratification. You don't get that from fitness. And that's not a knock on fitness. You look at a rower, you got to row it. You put on a set of Normatec, hey, I love this. I'm going to do three hours. So we, we've got to consider those factors. Yeah, that's a great point. I feel like, especially with the cryotherapy and Jeremy, I have talked about this before. You really do it like leave a cryotherapy session and you're instantly like, okay, um, that did something good mm -hmm. in most cases. So yeah, there's a couple of things you mentioned that I actually hadn't heard of. What's the dry float therapy? So dry float therapy is the, when you get on this bed, it's zero gravity. And so within about a minute to two minutes, pretty much your back unlocks, your hip unlocks, your hips unlock, anything that's tight tends to loosen up because you're, you're truly at zero gravity. And okay. 
you know, you talk about floating, it sounds really unusual. And this is, somebody said this to me the first time and they were like, when was the last time you floated? And I'm like, well, you know, in a pool with a pina colada. And they're like, no, 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 no. The last time you actually floated was in your mother's womb. And I was like, that's actually a very interesting point here. Um, so the thing about float therapy is that gets a lot into the mental decompression. You know, I left out one other thing we do, which is brain tap. And we do a lot, we do a lot of work with frequency therapy, light therapy, binary beats, and understanding how that affects somebody's HRV, which ultimately is stress versus recovery. So we've got a couple of different modalities in there that we do them because they attract people in because they've never seen it. And it's a great conversation piece and it's a way to educate them and break down barriers. So like the biocharger, for example, it's PEMF, but it's very non-invasive compared to a more pulse center like PEMF that you feel. So again, one thing has to lead to another in these recovery centers. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, now that we've got some examples of recovery and quite a few, I'm really curious, um, you know, how do you maximize ROI with these? How do you package them? Um, yeah. What do club operators need to keep in mind if they want to um, add these to their gym? Is it just an add-on or is there a way to make a little bit of ROI? Ani, let's start with you. Um, yeah, well, we've created these really cool spaces and we've put them into um, uh, different levels of membership, right? So we've got um, this amazing safe space for a member to go in and just kind of do you kind of thing for, for a minute. Um, we've curated special lighting, um, you know, music, decor to create this, this really calming environment for the body, the mind. Um, and we put that space in our highest level of membership. So it's kind of pay gated okay. through barcode access. Um, we actually don't, uh, don't have a, a pay as you go type of, or a separate type of membership just for that. Um, but it is it, right. So it, it is in our highest level of membership, but what was interesting, um, EK with what you said in regards to, um, you know, non gym goers or non fitness people coming in and using that space, we were finding that you no, know, while it is only for our members and our, our membership, we are finding that we're having people come in uh, more often just to do recovery, which I think is a really cool point in that it doesn't have to be come in and put your time on the treadmill, um, you know, or do your lifting session, whatever. And then you get to reward yourself at the end. That's great. And people are doing that, but we are finding a lot of people coming in as recovery time is my gym time today. And um, I, I'd like to think that that was always okay and always acceptable, but now more so than ever, that is absolutely an option. Um, but back to your question. Yes, it's in our higher level of membership and we do okay. um, three levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's great to know though, about, you know, people coming in for just, you know, recovery time. So, all right, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on ROI? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, at, at UFC gym and fit, you know, we, we basically consider ourselves a training and recovery facility and not just a typical club. Right. So when we're giving tours to guests and, and things like that, um, one of the common questions that we get is, is this included in my membership when they're in recovery? And our answer is always, yes, it is because we do have it 
in one of our recovery membership packages. And that's obviously the one that we like to get everybody on. Right. Um, from there, though, we, we obviously obviously budget you know, is a consideration for some people. So offering the different price points as well um, is, is key. So we have um, an unlimited recovery option where people can have unlimited access to, to all the different modalities that, that we offer. But then we do also offer the single session um, services as well. Um, and the great part about that is it builds value in our unlimited service packages. So um, they're, they're paying single sessions for cryotherapy and Normatec and hydro massage. And then all of a sudden they're paying way more than it would cost to be unlimited. So it's an easy way to kind of upsell them to that unlimited recurring uh, EFT. Um, and then the, the biggest opportunity for, for maximizing ROI is utilization, right? So if people aren't using the services, they're not going to see the value, and then they're just going to cancel that off of their membership. So um, that's really something that we've been focused on as an organization is just, again, driving the recovery programming. So building it into, you know, if somebody has personal training sessions, making sure that's built in as a part of their program with their trainer, or making sure they're at least scheduling out, you know, two weeks, a month month in advance of the services they would like to use in the times of day and things like that. So that's kind of the, the ways that we kind of look at maximizing ROI. Um, and then we're always obviously looking at um, that, you know, further diversifying our services with uh, the, the best, um, you know, and most up-to-date research out there. So red light therapy is one that I didn't mention earlier. We're testing that in a few locations. So I think that further drives in people. The, the more that people are researching some of these new modalities, um, the more it's going to drive in traffic as well. And then lastly, just to wrap up, um, we are also getting a lot of non-member recovery in as well. Um, a lot of it's from, you know, local martial arts studios and things like that that don't necessarily have recovery. And the great part about that is it gets them into our club. It gets them in our environment so they get to experience our community. And more often than not, they end up joining the actual gym after utilizing recovery for a while. So that's, that's fantastic to see. Yeah. You just got to get them in the, the foot in the door for something. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Eric, what do you, what's your advice on this? Well, like Ani, historically, it was based on membership type and the higher tier had the hydro massage and the red light therapy. But with the evolution, the next step is that specific exclusive studio experience as well. So again, with PT clients and as PT clients graduate, um, you know, from PT, there's still an option to, you know, have an ROI with those folks staying with their trainer just to have a stretch and recovery. And then same thing I'd mentioned before, there's an untapped market of our members who may not want personal training on the main floor, but there's an opportunity for a stretch and recovery session or studio usage for them as well. So I think that's the biggest opportunity for us is the that untapped uh, member that um, we have the ability to sell some sort of stretch and recovery personal training package to them, but you know, more, you know, it's, we're, we're scratching the surface, but more to, more to come on that. Yeah. So increasing that member's lifetime value. That's right. Yeah. All right, Blake, what are your tips for maximizing ROI or how to package things? Yeah. I'm excited for this question. And the big reason I'm excited is because we really made some mistakes with this in the beginning. Um, so I'm excited to kind of be able to share those and kind of what we learned from it. Um, you know, one of the things we found in the beginning is we kind of had we almost had our recovery, so our restore program, separate from our class offerings, from our personal training, um, things like that. And what we were finding was it was really just making a lot of things confusing. And, you know, my background comes from much more of a, you know, the box gym atmosphere where everything's kind of more membership based. And so kind of coming more to the, you know, the luxury boutique style, what we found was a lot of times our issue with 
getting more people involved in these programs wasn't necessarily a cost issue as much as it was a convenience um, taking away the friction um, out of it. So one of the things that we did actually back, I believe it was actually back in November, um, was we basically set it up to where like all of our credits. So if you purchase 10 credits at Moxie, you can use five credits on your cycle class. You can use three credits on strength class. You could use two credits on cryotherapy. You can kind of go through that however you want. And then the job of our you know, service team is to make sure those people understand what's the best way for me to use those credits to get to my goal. Um, and really what we saw, and I was expecting to see this in the beginning, was we saw about a 30% increase in utilization um, by making this transition. And I was kind of expecting to see that because all of a sudden these people have credits, they can use them. Um, what was surprising was it stayed that high um, over the past like five months. So it hasn't dipped back down. So that was really the biggest thing I learned was just trying to keep it as seamless, keep it as, um, you know, it's easy when you start adding in all these different things into our businesses, it's really easy to start confusing a customer. And if we're confusing our customers, it's just going to make them hesitant about something that's already a little bit new and they're already might be a little bit skeptical about anyways. Um, so that's one. And then the other big thing too, is just kind of trying to make sure you're maximizing the amount of time that they're using. That's where I think that the cryotherapy has really been a very valuable thing for us. Um, by just being able to, you know, tack that three minute treatment on now, it's like all of a sudden that person that came in for, um, maybe they came in for one of our yoga classes. Now they just did a cry at the very end of that. And now it's like, as if we had two people come in for class. Um, so it's just kind of a little, a little different way to package it than something I've done throughout my career, but it was definitely an interesting finding. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And then you guys use cryo innovations for your cryo, right? Correct. And they do a great job. All right, EK, what, what are your thoughts on this? I'm going to kind of echo a little what Blake said. You know, we've been open around close to 18 months now, and we are on our ninth different set of packaging. And a lot of that's me and my brain. You know, it's just constantly churning and learning and evolving. Um, I think the most important thing that we can do with these recovery spaces is how are you setting them up? How are you designing them? What is your flow? You know, you can't have red light next to I don't know. I don't have an example right now, but you need to set it up in an area where we're telling a story. You know, if it is for recovery, if it's for things like pain management or even something like a detox type setting, you know, we're going to want cryotherapy near the sauna, near the red light. You know, you can call that your red zone, for example. You're going to want your more mindful services in another area where it's a little bit quieter. Maybe you can do your compression and your brain tap and those things. So ultimately, what we found though is we have retail retail rates. So just people that are going to drop in and we keep our pricing very high. You know, we look at this as this is a, this is a needham item. It's a luxury item. There's a, there's a good variety and a good variety of price points. So we have retail, then we have memberships and then we have membership price points. So if you're a member and you've used all eight of your therapies in a month, you can go ahead and buy a couple more therapies at a member price instead of at a retail price. You know, that helps a lot. We've also taken it a step further to where we're doing eight week and 12 week journeys for people now that are truly outcome based therapies that we set them up on X number of sessions in a very strict protocol that they follow. And that's been great for us because the people do see the results and they feel uh, the last part. And we're not there yet. No brand is there yet right now, but it's how are we going to wrap technology around this? And when you look at the power of things like a whoop and aura ring and, and some of these other groups that are out there. It's hard. It's hard with a lot of these therapies like red light, for example, you feel better, 
but you don't know why you feel better necessarily. You can't see as your stress level dropped, as your, how's your sleep going? So I think ultimately as you package these, we all have to keep our eye out on technology offerings and figure out how that, how that comes together. And I don't want to go over my time, but one, one thing that's really interesting is when you're studying the self-care market, they believe that market's going to have an evaluation of around 16 billion by the year 2026. When you factor in technology with that, that evaluation goes to $450 billion. So the technology is already there. We just haven't figured out yet how to integrate all the modalities into it. And I think that's going to be the next step. Yeah. Yeah. And then consumers who are using recovery services outside of gyms are paying top dollar for these services too, right? Um, that's an important yeah. point. You know, I don't want to be the, the panelist that harps on this, but the reality is Gyms have a tendency sometimes to take the value out of certain items. I mean, tanning was an example of it. You know, we, we've seen it for years. So when it comes to like cryotherapy and red light and compression, what the gym industry needs to do is, you know, we need to hold our value here. We need to understand how powerful and impactful these services are. If we just start giving them away, we're going to be in the same boat we are right now. So, you know, every operator has to look at this as a true business under their roof. This is not just a little side project. Yeah, I think my local cryotherapy, um, standalone cryotherapy um, it, company, I think it's $35 for one session. And I think people are paying upwards of $200 a month just for cryotherapy. So it's just definitely something to think about. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, what's the importance of educating your staff on these services when you're trying to sell them to members or talk about them or educate the consumer? Um, Jeremy, we've talked about this before, and I'm sure you got to have some thoughts. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% key. You're going to fall flat down on your face if you do not have the infrastructure, the training, the right team members in place to, to speak to, to operate, to provide excellent customer service. Um, Cause I mean, like, like everybody kind of mentioned, I mean, this, these are premium services. So people expect a premium experience. So they expect the individuals that are, you know, servicing the, the, the client to be knowledgeable of everything, to be able to speak to them about it. Um, they also expect them to um, be able to offer advice. And like I, like I mentioned before, the programming and what, what should I be doing next type of thing. So it's not, it's not just offering the services, making them available. It's, it's providing that, that guiding light, that direction. And uh, it's, it's continued, continuous T&D, continuous training and development for the team. Um, and, and not just, you know, once and then setting it and forgetting it. So I, th I think that's the, that's the biggest piece of advice is continuing education consistently. Yeah. Great point. Ani, what are your thoughts on this, on educating staff? Yeah, I, I would fully agree um, with what Jeremy said in that you cannot um, communicate the value of what you're offering if you're, if, if the FaceTime with the member um, isn't uh, valuable in terms of education, in terms of buy-in. Um, and, and really what I think is important too is that is that your people are enthusiastic about it. They can rattle off um, the facts. I mean, you can hand them, you know, FAQ sheets and, and why should your members, um, you know, uh, want 
to sign up for the highest level of membership in order to receive these services? What will it do for them? What is, you know, infrared? What is percussion therapy? They can rattle that off all day, but if they're not bought in, potentially also having access to using those things, um, you know, actually get their hands on it, feel some of the effects um, of, of those services. I think that um, the manner with which they are relaying the information in terms of excitement and enthusiasm um, is goes a really long way. Yeah. Eric, what are your thoughts? Oh gosh, absolutely critical. Training and development and ongoing training is, uh, is crucial, whether it be for recovery or just in any, any department within an organization, but especially this is fairly new. So bringing in the right folks that have an understanding, sometimes it's outside people. Sometimes it's partnering with other organizations that, um, you know, really have a great understanding. We can bring them in and they can help train and develop some of our associates as well. But, you know, you can't just build it. You need to be able to, you know, explain it and, and you know, show and explain the features and benefits. And, you know, with personal training, they know how to need, they need to be trained on how to use it um, properly as well. So we got to make sure that, you know, that we're providing a, a safe environment for our, our members as well. But training and development, absolutely critical. Certainly. All right, Blake. Yeah, I mean, kind of piggybacking off what everybody's saying, you know, training our teams. I think one thing to kind of highlight on that, too, um, that we were definitely guilty of in the beginning piece was like we had kind of launched all these different types of recovery at one time. And really, the first goal was like, okay, let's make sure people know how to work it and work it safe. Um, Make sure they kind of generally understand all of them. And, you know, really, we're kind of going through, we're a few months in. And uh, I started looking around, like, you know, I feel like, my team had a very good broad knowledge of all of these different modalities. But what I was finding was that the moment someone would start asking deeper questions, um, the knowledge wasn't really there. So it's, I think it's really constantly developing, constantly finding ways to get better and really working on like, how do we make that knowledge, not just broad, but really having some depth to it on each individual modality. Cause that's the thing that's going to make your team members comfortable while they're putting someone through these treatments if that person's comfortable while they're doing these treatments, that's what's going to deliver that ultimate customer service experience. Yeah. All right, EK, what are your thoughts on this? I don't have anything groundbreaking new to add here. Um, I mean, the thing is, a lot of our, most of our spas, our franchises are run by RNs. And what we found right out of the gate was we wanted our RNs doing quite a bit of the selling. And we figured out RNs do not know how to sell. In fact, it's it's a bad word to the medical community. But I'll tell you what they do know how to do is they know how to educate. So what we've done is we've had our MD write up a set of, for every modality we offer, we have a set of medical protocols, and then we have a set of what I like to call real world protocols. And so with us, what we do is we work a lot on our nurses on, hey, here's what the modalities are. Here's what the outcomes are. Here's the good. Here's the contraindications. And they know a lot of that medical side. To our salespeople, we teach them heavier on, you know, the contraindications, what to look for, what, what questions to ask to make sure that we don't put somebody in compression that might have some potential issues like blood clots and things like that. So ultimately for us, roughly about 60% of our resources right now are going towards education and it's nonstop. So when, when we do a license or a franchisee, we have an onboarding before they even before they even open their doors or bring the modalities in. Then we rely very heavily on our vendors. And this is important, guys. Your vendors should be a partner to you. 
If your vendors don't understand and they don't have protocols themselves, you need to walk away from that vendor because they're just selling you stuff. So really, it's just continual education nonstop on our end. Yeah. Jeremy, you want to add something? Yeah, just one final thing to add that that I didn't hit on, um, which I feel is really important. So we really stress being a product of the product as well, right? So um, I think a couple of you mentioned that you know having employees using the services as well, so they're that they're enthusiastically able to speak to their own experience, and and just to what uh, Ek said a bit ago, and not devaluing that even for the employees, like our employees pay for it. Like and they and they willingly pay for it because they do see the value once they've been utilizing it for a little bit. So I think that's really important is using it using it yourself to to be able to to speak to it and add in your own um, personal experience into the equation. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we only have time for probably a couple more questions. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start with just you know if an operator is looking to add more recovery services, um, set up a recovery zone, what piece of, pieces of advice would you give them? Any learning lessons from your all's, you know, personal journeys in this? Ani, let's start with you. <laughs> um, wow, that's, that's uh, interesting. We've kind of evolved. And I think um, perhaps Eric, you, you mentioned this, that, you know, we started with the recovery lounges with just, you know, some, some chairs, um, massage chairs and a couple tanning booths. And then we went into a couple IR saunas. So we, we evolved um, and I feel like we were listening to the members. And I think that that is probably um, crucial, especially now, is that people are coming back um, and wanting to be heard and wanting to be seen. And they have specific needs that they've had a lot of time to think about. Um, They know what they want at this point. And um, I think it is just important for in, in, is it, there's not going to be a cookie cutter kind of formula that's going to work um, for all different, um, you know, facility types and and all different, you know, districts and areas. So I think it's just really important to listen to what your members need and want and be able to pivot and, um, and give them what they need. I would say that would be my advice. Yeah. Great advice. Jeremy. Yeah, I would say I have very, very similar comments here. I mean, you, you constantly have to evolve um, in the recovery space, right? It's just like technology. I mean, there's there's always going to be newer, innovative, more efficient uh, recovery modalities that are going to come out. So stay, staying up to speed on the, the latest and greatest research. Um, also, like like Ani said, listening to members that come in. I mean, we we're, we're like I mentioned, we're piloting red light because that was you know one of the things that a lot of members are asking for. So we're piloting that. We might look at uh, doing IV drips, similar to what EK is doing. So so constantly taking a look at our, our our product offering and making sure that we're offering you know what what members are looking for, so that they do see that value and are willing to to pay the extra money for it. Yeah, great advice, Eric. Um, in addition to getting an understanding of, of what your, your members want and like, jump on an airplane and visit other operators. What are they doing well? Um, you know, listen, learn, take notes and, uh, you know, learn from others' mistakes. What's working, what's not working. Don't reinvent the wheel and uh, just gather best, best practices. So, you know, get on that airplane and, and, and look around. Ani, I think you guys are visiting Eric's club soon, right? 
We've got, I think, uh, 10 of us coming out to visit Eric and his clubs and we've heard great things. So we can't wait to get eyes on it. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Blake, what's your advice on this? Yeah, I would say, you know, keeping that experience number one. So making sure that the people that are coming in for these treatments are getting results, um, asking them for their feedback. Cause there's times where maybe they're coming in for some type of treatment because they thought that was going to be the most beneficial. It's not getting them the results they want. So they just go out the door altogether. Um, make sure you're building relationships with the people that are coming in. Cause it might just be, they need to try something else. Um, or they might like something else a little bit more. So I would say that. And then kind of a piggyback off of the last question that we were talking about, just kind of with vendors, making sure that you have um, the vendors in place that are going to support you to run your business. If, if you don't have that, it can really, um, really create a headache. Cause I know for me, like I didn't necessarily grow, grow up knowing how to um, fix a cryotherapy tank if something went wrong. Um, so making sure that you're working with people that are going to support you and, and help you um, as you work with the people that are coming into your doors every day. Yeah, definitely. All right, EK, what else should um, operators think in mind or keep in mind? I think it's just important as an operator that you actually visualize the space. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, visualization essentially is the foundation for imagination. And if we can design this space right. So as a club operator, you look at it and say, I want to put a set of Normatec with, you know, a foldable chair in the corner. I want to set my cryo over here. That's not the experience. You've got to set the experience for the member to be able to relax, to be able to take a deep breath. So you don't put this next to a group fitness room. You know, you put it in a quiet area. You put it with proper lighting. Everything about this is supposed to be designed to relax. We want that member floating out. I always tell people, you're going to crawl in and you're going to float out of here today. <laughs> I think it's essentially. And the other thing, guys, is look, recovery is not cheap. And, and I've said that before. You're going to get the right. You're going to have to invest in the right technology. You've got to invest in comfortable chairs. You've got to invest in the right lighting. And all this stuff that might sound dumb to people, that is the experience. And we are now an experience-based consumer. I mean, it is, it's more important than ever of that environment that you're setting for them. So be cognitive of that and think about for yourself and all the stress you have, where do you want to go to hide? And that's where, that's where you start your design from in my mind. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I do want to ask the few of you that have cryotherapy too. Um, obviously that service can be a little bit more intimidating for people. Um, so can you guys share what you do to maybe introduce people to that or maybe how to bring down the intimidation factor? Jeremy, let's start with you. Yeah. So um, I, I personally, when I'm training you know, staff members on how to kind of present cryotherapy, it's, it's, it's about slowing everything down and walking them through the experience and letting them know um, not only about the science, about what it's going to do for them specifically. So it's taking the time to get to know, you know, do they have any injuries or specific ailments that they're, they're looking to, to take care of, but um, letting them know that you're knowledgeable, you're not going to hurt this person. Talking about safety features behind these units and the, the kind of safety measures that have been put into place, um, the sensation they're going to be feeling. I mean, people just want to know what's it going to feel like? Is it going to hurt? How cold is it? Just, just kind of talking through that and then, you know, rest assuring them, hey, we're not going to lock you in there. Right. So it's 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 about it's about you and the way you're feeling. Pay attention to your body and, you know, we're, we're going to get you through it. And, and usually by the time I'm, I'm done explaining, you know, all of that to that person, um, their, their nerves are kind of calmed down a little bit. And then 
during the experience, especially with um, nitrogen um, tanks, right? Because you have these big nitrogen tanks. Those look super intimidating, but it's about talking, getting the person talking while they're in the tank. So, so I'll ask them questions about, you know, what they're working out that day. What do you do for a living? And, and get them talking. And then by the time they're done telling some story, their session's over. And they're like, oh, wow, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Blake, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, kind of echoing a lot of what Jeremy said, I, I think you really have to, you know, develop the the soft skills of your team to be able to communicate with people and make people feel comfortable. Um, you know, I can remember when we first started and, and I was putting a lot of people into cryotherapy treatments, like I really relied back to a lot of training I went through back when I first started my career as a personal trainer, when you have people nervous walking into a gym. Um, a lot of those conversations are kind of start the same way where getting to know that person in front of you making sure that you're addressing any concerns that they might have, making sure they feel safe. Um, and then, you know, while they're in that, that tank, like that's another thing that Jerry, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's so important. Like making sure we're talking to people while they're in the tank, like we don't need to shove them in the tank and then make them think that we're not present. Like one, it shows them that you're paying attention um, Two, it kind of distracts them a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, really emphasizing those soft skills and, and just remembering that that person that you're dealing with is a human being and, and it's okay if they're a little bit nervous. And, and I know I was nervous the first time I did it. Um, and I still might get a little bit nervous every once in a while when I go in there, but you realize it's not too bad and, and the benefits are definitely worth it. Yeah, for sure. EK, how do you make it less intimidating? So we, before we even came to market, we looked at the differences between nitrogen and electric based cryo. And so we went full on electric and because of that, it's been a lot easier for us. And what I mean by that is, First of all, there's there's two reactions that we've seen to cryotherapy. There's the hell yeah, I'm getting right in here and they barely keep any clothes on. And then there's the I will never do this. Right. So when we have that, I will never do this person. The benefit of our electric is, you know, we'll talk to them, give them all the benefits, get them ready. We'll actually go inside the chamber with them. when We open that door and we'll talk to them. We might exit after 30 seconds. But what we have found is the most effective thing for members that are on that that, that timid edge is. We say, look, go ahead and get in there for about 30 or 45 seconds. If you can make it past that first minute, you'll make it through everything. So typically, if they can't make it past that first minute, we just bring them out, wait about 30 seconds, and then they go back in. It's already like they've started to get, you know, a little bit cold. So the benefit of electric for us is the fact that we can bring people in and out of the chamber a couple of times during that three minutes if we need to. Um, and the other is, again, just going in and, and having a good time with it. You know, we... We're trying to figure out how to do a three minute podcast out of the cryo booth right now, like coffee and cryo and things like that. So That's cool. <laughs> the, the cryo is just cool when you open it up and you see all of that cold air come out. It's it's just a very cool effect. So more than anything else, I'd echo what everyone on here has said, but we send our people in with them for a minute and you know, we let them know just push the door and you're fine. So yeah. Yeah, very cool. All right. Well, we're about out of time. So I'm going to end on just a fun question. And I want to eat, um, ask each of you to share what's your personal favorite recovery service to use, or what was a recovery service that you weren't sure you were going to like, but were pleasantly surprised by? Ani. I am an enormous fan of the percussion guns. It just, I'm at, like every day. <laughs> And my husband uses it and my kid uses it. Like we're just, we're all about it. What I can't wait to try is the cryotherapy. I've not, I've not tried that before. So kind of excited about that, but yeah. 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 I know there'll be some booths from multiple vendors at Ursa. So maybe you can give it a try for sure. Yeah. All right, Jeremy. 
So for me personally, Normatech all day. Um, I, I use Normatech every single day. And depending on, you know, what, what I've trained that day, I mean, it just, it just works wonders for me. And ever since I started utilizing that into my training uh, regimen, it, it's just made a world of difference in, in reducing the soreness for me the following day, the, the DOMS effect and things like that. And then I'll take it even one step further. So internally, we actually developed the Normassage. So that's going to be wearing the Normatech legs, laying on the hydromassage, and then targeting the back. Try it if you haven't. It's phenomenal. All right. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. <laughs> Eric, what about you? Well, I, I would say two. One, again, is, is the Normatech, and I have all of the, the toys at my house. So most evenings, my wife, my kids, everyone is using compression or percussion. So it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's almost laughable in the evenings. And then we, we just rolled out uh, in, our, in our studio the Human Touch Massage um, chair, the stretch and massage chair, and it is, uh, it's, it's one of a kind. So it's, it's a pretty incredible experience as well. So I, I would say those two. Nice. Blake, what are your personal favorites? Yeah, I mean, I would say mine really is, is probably the cryo. And, and the reason why I think I'm so loyal to that one is I kind of mentioned in my fun fact, I'm running my fourth marathon this coming fall. Um, we had a couple of years where races were kind of canceled, things like that, but I've been running for about the last six years. I probably got serious with like using the recovery service, like Normatec, cryo and cryo is probably the one that was the most consistent, um, on probably two years ago and knock on wood somewhere in here. Um, I haven't had an injury over the last two years. Um, and really, I think a lot of that comes down to being able to like decrease the, the amount of inflammation, being able to go back to my normal stride. Um, sometimes when you're running, like those things kind of carry over. So really for me, it's just evidence-based. Like that's the one that's really done the dumb wonders for me. So I kind of stay loyal to it. Nice. All right. EK. If anybody's seen my social media, they'll know I'm a little bit ridiculous sometimes. So I, I like to combine these things. So one of my favorite things to do is get an IV infusion while I'm on PEMF and I've got either red light over my face or in front of a red light wall. That's always an amazing combo. Um, and then there's the, there's a little, uh, there's the other side of me that comes out sometimes where I love to get a balancer pro, which is lymphatic drainage while I get a hydrofacial. And as a guy, I know people are like, I can't believe you're saying that, but oh my God, your face glows and <laughs> feel great when you leave. So I absolutely love all of them equally. Um, cryo is obviously one of my favorites because look, if you only have two or three minutes and need to feel great, there's nothing else in this world that is going to have that effect. I don't understand why there's a line at Starbucks. I think there should be a line around a cryo center personally in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then I'll share, um, I do love cryotherapy, um, but I don't have access to it um, on a regular basis. So I do cold water showers, <laughs> which are really great for mental health. Um, so I recommend those if you can do it. It's really hard when you're first starting, but just stick with it. So, yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much. I think this has been great. Lots of awesome information. So I just wanted to thank each of our panelists for taking the time out of their busy days to share their insights and expertise. And attendees, thank you so much for tuning in. So, all right, awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank Everyone you. have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.